Let's go. Hey, look, y'all. I know every week we try and have some funny, whatever made up intro, but after watching the game, I was going to say. I, I what, my, what you my anxiety, say? my 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 anxiety is still. Yeah, spiked. I don't got. I I don't have some cute intro today. I really know how it feels to be stressed out, stressed <laughs> out. Hey man, be, between between watching Power this morning and watching this game, man, like I I don't I, don't. My, don't I'm no I'm not that dude. It. Come on don't now, no no no. I am not Rodney. I am not that dude, dog. I'm just saying. I'm stressed out. I, I, no no no. I will never be that loser on Facebook. Sport for everybody else, man. I I'm got just, a question. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm, just saying I'm stressed out. Is this the last season? Yes. Is this the final? It season? needs to be. But fi- to be. fifty said it wasn't though. Yeah, I need this but to be I the final. I need this. To be. I ain't watched since season two, but it, I need this to be the final. It's, it's kind of nowhere to go, right? Look, yeah. Before before we get into uh, heart attack Sunday, um, how's y'all's week? How's y'all past week? It was a great week for me. It was a great week for me. Yeah, so I had nothing to be stressed out. Um, Florida State about to have a bad week. (laughs) You better hope so. Because, boy, if we win, Rodney, Lord have mercy mercy on your soul. Rodney got to take a leave of absence. You're going to have have to not be here next week if we win. I won't be here until November. Rodney, you you went out of town last week, right? Yeah, I went to uh, Philadelphia. How was that? It was cool. So I one of my best friends get married. Congrats to Earl and Whitney. Uh, did you eat cheesesteak? I did. Which where did you go? I went to Max's in the hood. Okay. Good choice. I went to Max's in uh On South Street. On South Street. Yep. Smack dab in the hood. Yep. Okay, okay, okay. Philadelphia is gladiator school. Okay. okay, okay. <laughs> That's a different type okay. of world, man. Get, get a few uh, war wounds. <laughs> no, 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 no. I stayed away from those war okay, wounds. Okay, okay. But uh it, it, the element was there. <laughs> Just right. like that. Well, and, I, and I had Larry's on the west side of Philly. I like, I like Philly well. for some reason. Yeah. I love Philly. I moved to Philly. I'm glad you survived. Well, that, welcome back to the country city. Um, <laughs> Jamal, what you got, man? Um, I'm stressed out, Vince. What's up, man? I can't, we can't keep doing this every week. <laughs> we can't keep doing this every single week, man. Um, Where do you go with this? I, well, hey, look, I, I, I'll say this. Going back to last week, I said I like these kind of victories because they really test your character. Now, I don't know if I meant the fans or the players because <laughs> this is really testing me right now, man. We're going to go with both, man. But um, another gutsy victory, man. So it, This is one of those games where, you know, we come at it obviously from a Panthers perspective, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But we kind of we tend to forget a lot that you got to give the other team credit sometimes. Yeah. You just yeah. do. They they get paid just like those Panthers players get paid, man. I, we are not going to spend a lot of time talking about the other team's quarterback, but Gardner Minshew is pretty doggone impressive, man. I, I, I he's he, he's pretty he's pretty doggone impressive, man. But I, I like the way we gutted it out once again. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. The referees are trying to take it from us. We'll get to that a little yeah, later, yeah, yeah. man. But good victory now, overall, for, man. For everyone that's listening, for everyone that's watching, when I asked Jamal what does he what does he have for us, how how how's he doing? I was asking him, how, how's he doing personally? Oh. Because I care about my friend. Thank you, man. But since he Thank went you. on and segued Thank into you. our back-to-back winning season, we we'll just go with it, you know? <laughs> so to a, I'll mess around over here. To officially introduce the show to the uh, Carolina Panthers back-to-back winning season, uh, we'll talk about the game that uh, just ended between Carolina and Jacksonville. Carolina eked out a 34-27 to victory 
Uh, I'm going to say three times. I'm going to say they beat Jacksonville three times. <laughs> All right? right. Uh, because I didn't see the penalty. I, I didn't see the penalty. Wasn't the to the it, it wasn't a hand to the face. Um, and then they got the, uh, the encroachment. So I'm just going to say Carolina beat them three times. But before we get into it, uh, I like to always throw out a few stats. So some of the stats that jumped out to me was um, our illustrious quarterback, Mr. Allen, went 17 to 30. He only passed for 181 yards, though. Uh, that really shouldn't matter because we got the win. But I know in years past, even though we get the win, if those yards don't add up, like, it's problems. So I just felt like I needed to say that, okay? Oh, <laughs> but our all-everything Mr. Offense, I'm not even going to call him a, a running back because he is the offense. Christian McCaffrey gave us 19 MVP. carries. MVP, MVP, MVP. And if, <laughs> if he's not the NFL's leading uh, getter for MVP right now, something is wrong. But at 181 yards on the ground, then he had like another 60 passing, uh, 63, three, yep. three touchdowns. So, so should we we'll be talking about that? That's a bad dude, man. It is. It's very bad. Now, someone who started the, the game off quietly. But ending on a great note was DJ Moore. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, I, I don't think he had a catch in the first quarter, but he ended up with uh, 91 yeah. yards receiving. So, you know, good stuff there. And one thing that jumped out at me was uh, Greg Olson. I'm not even sure Greg Olson got targeted today. And I started him in fantasy football. Ooh. Yep. Big fat zero, buddy. Ooh, that sucks. Yeah, they don't man. give points for blocking. In they nope, nope. They don't give. They gave points day. for blocks in the back, he would have got a three oh, or four. But. All right, Rodney, give me your thoughts on today's game. Stressful. Uh-huh. Uh, we won because of CMC. CMC is like, like Jamal alluded earlier, uh, before the podcast, the white LT. Yeah, this guy, man, we, we heard all the stuff. He can't run between the tackles, he's not this, he's not that. CMC is the real deal. If it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes, he'd be a clear cut number one MVP candidate. Definitely. Uh, this game, another standout for this game, man, Brian Burns, man. Shout out to Marty Herney, like. If, if, if I'm a GM and I need a first-round pick, I'm calling my, my, my uh, Hardy to, to make the pick for me. He drafted Cam Newton, Luke Keekley, now Brian Burns. Brian Burns is going to the Hall of Fame, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> he's, 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 he's already the, the rookie of the year. It is quite possible that this team may have a rookie of the year and MVP in the same year, man. What, what a time to be alive. They're not going to give it to him. Here's something right. that not. jumped out at me. Here's something that jumped out at me today. And Play I want to see if you guys can co-sign. <laughs> uh, for, the last, for the last year or two, uh, Cam Newton has gotten criticized a lot for relying very heavily on Christian McCaffrey. Hmm. These last three games, and I understand that Kyle Allen, I understand that he's only a second-year quarterback, so he doesn't have the command of the team as a, as a Cam Newton, but he has relied on Christian McCaffrey just as much as we've seen Cam in the past. So... Has Cam really relied on CMC that much, or is this really just a design by North Turner? And should we or should we not be concerned with the workload that CMC continues to get? I'm going to give you a very small sample size as an example for something. <clears throat> I want you to go back to a game where we played the Detroit Lions last year, mm-hmm. and there was a certain receiver who's not here anymore that got mm-hmm. targeted a whole lot. Where's that receiver right now? Doesn't matter. No, no, no. It doesn't matter. 
I'm going to also give you another example. There was a playoff game. The last playoff game we, we actually played against New Orleans. I, no, I, I won't, Vince. I will not. I will not. I will not. Damn it. I don't care. I don't care. How many how many drop passes were in that game? I can't count them. There's your answer right there. That's why Cam Newton relies on Christian McCaffrey so much. Because nobody else was here to catch the damn ball, Vince. Now, to answer your question more directly, it's a little of both. And, yeah, I, I kind of am concerned about the workload that Kirsten McCaffrey gets because we even saw him go out with a late-game injury. Now, it doesn't appear to be serious. We we are all crossing our fingers, hoping to God it's not serious. But at, at, with all that being said, man, it is still a concern. We are talking about a we, – we have never had – uh, a running back with that heavy workload yeah. in, in this in this franchise. Not even Jay Stu, not D. Will. Not there he was Davis. not Stephen Davis. You get what I'm saying? And so yes, it is a concern. Okay, Roddy. So speaking of the workload that the running back has been getting, um, give me your thoughts on the offensive line today, considering how many injuries that we had going into the game. They get a B plus, man, to me. They play pretty good to they, me. They, they they look really good. They, like Dennis Daly, shout out to you on uh, your first start. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. The the blocking was there. The holes were there. Like I I honestly came in the game thinking this was going to be a defensive slugfest. Okay. And both both of the offenses on both sides surprised me. Uh, I didn't know Minshew was that good. Let's, let's be real with you. I I I, I just thought he was just Joe Dirt with the with the mustache, <laughs> and he was going to throw for a couple yards, but. It's really impressed me. The, the offensive line is really impressive. I wish this was the offensive line in week one and week two. Yeah, 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 That's another story for another day, man. Uh, um, Darren Williams seems to play a lot better at right guard than he does left tackle. Because <laughs> he's not a left tackle! <laughs> I'll tell you that much. I tell, that's pretty I said obvious. said that early. He's not a left tackle. Oh, <laughs> man. All right, so we've kind of already talked about this uh, moving forward. Give me your your – Quasi player of the game, not named Christian McCaffrey. I'll go first. Offense or defense? Either one. It's out of you. Brian Burns. Brian defense. Burns. Brian Burns. Brian Burns. Three tackles, one sack, forced fumble, touchdown. And and and, and I'm, I'm gonna give another one for offense. I'm going Reggie Bonifon. Oh, stop it! Oh, stop Bonifon. it! Off of three carries. Off of three five carries. carries. Off of five, five carries, carries. Really. Eighty yards of touchdown. This shows that we can rely on other running backs. And, and, and possibly shell CMC. Now that's now now that actually opens up, that opens up another conversation. I know where you're going. My bad. I know, you know where you're going. That opens up because <laughs> yep. now ever since the preseason we have been screaming play some of these other running backs yep. to lighten the load. Right now we saw Bonifin go in today with the exact same game plans oh, they've been playing God. the first three and a half quarters, and we saw the immediate amount of Don't success this, that he had. <laughs> so Don't so. Don't, don't doubt Is it kid. our offensive <laughs> scheme that's allowing these running backs that to to shine the way they are, or are, are we overvaluing Christian McCaffrey? Uh, uh, no, 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 so, no, no, no. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen. The the offensive line performed very well. I, I will give them a lot of props today. Chris McCaffrey's a different animal, man. I, I I think it is clear as day. This dude is hands down the best running back in the NFL. It, the the cuts this dude was was making today and the acceleration after the cut, that stuff you just you can't even teach that, man. That, this, he's unreal. One the one stuff. Chris McCaffrey, he he is the definition of a game changer now. Like last year, we 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 saw a little bit of what he could do, but he's kind of like. He he he's like he's like elevating in the yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. some some 
different stratosphere. Yeah, right? man. Seriously, now, dude. Now, at this point, because we're recording this immediately after the game, mm-hmm. so we haven't seen any reports or anything like that. He spent the last half of the fourth quarter on the sideline. We don't know if it was cramps yeah. or if he pulled anything. Let's so just hope it was cramps. Any, any, any immediate concerns? No. Not not until we hear something. No, no. Because okay. it, it very well might have just been cramps. So let's, let's just not stress out any more than we already are. Let's, let's until, relax. Until we yeah. hear something. Where's the great Aaron Rodgers? Relax. Yeah, so, yeah. relax. Yeah. Let me, and, and if he is, we have the great Reggie Bonifant anyway. So, <laughs> hey, man. Jordan Scarlett, too. Shout out to you. All no right. Doubt. So let me flip it real quick, Jamal. Um, we kind of gave our little player the games and all that good stuff. So give me an area of concern that you saw, whether it be with the scheme, whether it be with the play calling, or whether it be with an individual play. Oh, I got an easy one. What's up? Kyle Allen. Stop fumbling the damn ball. It's that easy. I'm, seriously, we there was there was there was a there was a drive where we were driving. We were almost about to score. And here we go. Kyle Allen's seventh fumble that puts us basically out of field goal position and out of scoring position. I, I keep saying it, man. That I know everybody gets excited with the new toy. Everybody wants to see the new thing. I'm gonna tell y'all again: calm y'all asses down because we see it. We saw it today. Kyle Allen did not light it up today. No. He, looked, he, he looked very, very average today. He looked, but he looked like a, he looked like a hurt Cam Newton today. Let's be, let's be. <laughs> I mean, let's be clear. But uh, again, man, I don't. I, I just don't see how anybody can look at the, the last two weeks and say this defense is really winning these games for us, yeah, man. Yeah, because yeah. we cannot continue to keep turning the ball over or shoot ourselves in the foot and take scoring opportunities away from our own selves yeah. and expect to keep beating good teams, man. It's yeah. just not going to keep happening like that. All right, area of concern, Rodney. The secondary. Uh, Dante Jackson not playing. Is, is That's show, huge, man. Up this week. I think it's bigger than a bigger deal than yeah. we, we probably make it. The the pass rush is, is masking for it, but Cockrell's not a starting He's not starting. He had a now, bad day. I would say let's be careful with that because this time a week ago, we were praising Cockrell pretty doggone I mean, good. The, 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 the line got there quicker. So Watson was I, on, under the rest the whole game. I, I do think the defensive line performed better this week. So? I do. I do. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Last week. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, I mean last week. I, no, 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 no. I, I think they performed better last week, and that's why you saw Cockrell benefit from that. Like this week, it wasn't as they didn't put a lot of heat on Minshew, but not not like they did last week. And you see, Russ Cockrell had a really bad day today. Yeah, he yeah. had a really bad day today, yeah, yeah. man. Okay, well, moving on. So we kind of we got tagged today by one of our fans. What's up, Brandon? Appreciate the tag. And he highlighted how empty the stadium was at the beginning I'm of the I'm so kickoff. shocked. So, the, now, eventually the stadium fans? filled up. Mm. But is this a concern? Does this speak to the city and the fan base? What, like This happens on, in Hornets games. This happens in Panthers games. Probably. Our fans are wanting Jesus. So, they – You don't like, say. Oh, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll show up. I mean, we don't. We're not die hard yet. Like, yeah, we, we, we're 30, 31 years into this thing. Like, maybe it never comes, but it's it's it's, it's typical. It's Charlotte, man. Um, so we all know we live in a banking city. There are a lot of these people who get their tickets through their jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the banks and their business partners or people to trying to sell homes to. No shade. <laughs> um, so it's just like how how much do you really value? 
a ticket that you're given. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, like if you're like, it sounds corny. Like if you're like a real fan and you go buy a ticket and you really are trying to be there for the game on time, you're going to hustle to get there because you yeah. want to see your team. You want to see the intro. You want to see all that stuff. But you just got some ticket from your lawyer buddy and you just had the tailgate and that beer is real good and you want to put it down yet. Finish it. Eh, you know, right, we'll get there. Eh, we'll get there when we get there. That's Charlotte. That's that's what Charlotte culture is right now, unfortunately. And that's why we're here to change it. So, yeah. so if we start winning consistently at the high oh, level, man, let me tell you something. Make it change? Oh, no, no, no. Because it becomes more trendy if we win. It becomes a lot more cool to get there. Yeah. Look, look, let's be 10 2. Oh, <laughs> man, everybody be at that gate lined up waiting to get in. I'm now, telling you, man. Because this happened today, right. it is finally fall. Hey, fall, missed you. Weather is cool, nice little overcast, no rain. Does this negate the reasoning on opening day when everyone was saying that the hot it, it summer does. weather? It doesn't to me. It, it, doesn't it does to me. Because I, I thought it was BS from the from the jump. I did. I just y'all y'all know how much how how much I go to these games, man. It's been a consistent pattern ever since I've been going to Panthers and Hornets games, yeah, man. So to, to the fans' defense, it was hot as hell. Now it was hot as hell. That <laughs> it was hot as hell. Man. It was like, hot. It was I, hot. I, I, I don't fault them. That much. I didn't even go. I didn't even want to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had an opportunity. I'm like, it's too hot to be out there, man. We're in the south, bro. All right. Well, speaking of hot, we 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 came across a hot take this week. Okay, so Mr. Chad Forbes from the NFL Draft Bites went on Twitter. And said that rumors are circulating inside the league that Mike Tomlin would be out as a Steelers head coach at the end of the year, and he'll be down in Charlotte with David Tepper next season. And Kevin Colbert would join Tomlin when his contract expires in 2020. So it's everywhere inside the circle. So I don't want to ask you guys what do you think about uh, the rumors what I want to ask you, how would you feel about Mike Tomlin as a head coach for the Carolina Panthers? Bring it on, baby! That, that devilish smile, boy. Look, boy Bring look. it on! Boy, I saw the horns coming out of Rodney's head, boy. You Go first, man. This your boy. Look, Tomlin is a winner. Tomlin has had back-to-back winning seasons. <laughs> Tomlin is a Super Bowl champion. Tomlin knows how to handle personality. Ho, ho. He knows how to handle oh, first Really? Is that, that's why Antonio Brown's still there? Huh? No, Antonio Brown's gone. Why is Antonio He's gone because. Wait, is that quarterback a rapist or not? <laughs> okay, continue. We're not going to do this. He, he, he won in spite of all those things. Okay. And it, he's had winning seasons back to back before. Our, our, our coach is not. Our coach is a terrible game manager. Whoa. Tell, tell me he's not. Tell me he's not. Keep I, going, keep I going. wouldn't call him terrible, but I don't, I don't. He, he has a game manager assistant now. Come on, um, he, he's just—he's he, so conservative. I just do not like the fact. I, 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 I like a go getter. Like he's too conservative for me. Okay, he, I, I'm, I'm get Ron the hell out of here. So, um, you don't like Ron? Fine, cool. Would I be? I, I, let me say this before I answer this directly because I don't really know. Okay. Two-time coach of the year. Yeah, two-time coach of the year, Super Bowl appearance. Yes, all, all true. I think it is incredibly unfair to both coaches to 
the what, however this rumor started. I, who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually wondering what you get. What I'm saying, on. but at the but whoever did this, it is incredibly unfair to both coaches to bring this up in the middle of an NFL season. It's not like either one of them are bad coaches. Yes, I said it. Ron Rivera is not a bad coach, Rodney. He's now, average. He, uh, fine. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you what Ron Rivera is. Ron Rivera is the girl at the bar, who's a solid six. And there's a girl that's a 10 named Mike Tomlin. <laughs> and so, you know you can take the solid six home, but you're afraid of rejection, so you never go for the 10. Oh, is that right? So, you always go for the six, so you settle for average. So, with that being said, <laughs> with that being said. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Vince is single, but he did not understand. <laughs> He's so, 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 so. I think so, I so, know so. what Rodney tried to say. Well, listen, so, you're uh, afraid of rejection, and, 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 and you're afraid of success. Our fan base, to me, has been afraid to, to hit that next level. We need to be more critical of our franchises. We're really starting with the Hornets. Oh, really? We're really starting with the Hornets. Oh, really, Rodney? We, we need to be as critical with the Panthers. Really? Yes. Okay. I actually agree with that. You know, I, I, agree. I, I do believe that the Panthers get more of a pass than, we get, than the Hornets. Oh, well, hell yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I agree with that. They get passed. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They're a better team. <laughs> they, they've consistently been better than the Hornets have been. I mean, if you put the Panthers. I just want to ask Rodney this. Yes, sir. What was the. Panthers record when Ron Rivera was hired as the coach the year before. Ah, uh, he's taking someone. What? Uh, two, two, two or fourteen? Yep. Two or fourteen. What was the Steelers record? When Tomlin took over. Eight and eight. Uh-huh. Eight and eight. Steelers, Tom, Mike Tomlin took over a team that literally had won the Super Bowl the previous season. Literally. Two years. Two years. Two years. Two years. A whole season. Meaning that there had only been one season gotcha. between them winning the Super Bowl. Mike Tomlin being coach. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he inherited a good team. They still had that same core with the except for Jerome Bettis. They still had Heinz Ward. They still had Troy Polamalu. They still had age and attrition. They That's still the had they, they had a Super Bowl <laughs> team. Meanwhile, Ron Rivera takes over two and fourteen. Built built the program. Built, installed his defense. Yeah. Kind of. Yes, he did. You stopped that. Yes, he did. I think Mike Tomlin has actually underachieved. No, wow. Things considered, I believe because if you look, if you look, Vince, let me cut you off, bro. One twenty-six to sixty-nine, dog. That's not underachieving, man. No, 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 no. If you are the head coach of the Cleveland Browns or the Carolina Panthers, that is not underachieving. But if you if you're the coach of of the, the the Dallas Cowboys, the New England Patriots, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Green Bay Packers. That is underachieving to me. In the team, in the franchise like Pittsburgh Steelers. Who expects to win all the time? You are expected to go to the postseason each and every and single he's year. He's done that more than he's missed it. He he has been to the playoffs. He's been to, he's been to the Super Bowl twice. He's been to the Super Bowl. Now he went to the Super Bowl his first year. As as which basically means he took Coughlin's team to the oh, Super Bowl, God. who had just went the year prior. And won. <laughs> so <laughs> so, but but let me okay, I you guys know me. I do this with the Hornets. I'm all about stability. I feel like if you have that stability, you are allowed to 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 succeed a lot more. So in regards to stability, let me write up. Let me read off a few things that I that I found while while doing my research this morning. Okay. As Kaiser said earlier, Ron Rivera 
inherited a two and fourteen team, and Mike Tomlin inherited an eight and eighteen who had just won the Super Bowl uh, two seasons ago. Okay, so the Steelers have had only one ownership group or whatever you want to call it, which, is, which is the Rooney right, family, right, 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 right. And while we've only been here for twenty five years, we we have our second owner in twenty five years now because our previous owner um, can't keep his hand in his pants or whatever stuff or like other, that. Uh, yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah. No comment. No comment. So, <laughs> no comment. The Pittsburgh Steelers, nice jeans, have had one GM <laughs> in the history of their franchise. Yeah, and they got that one GM in year two thousand. Right. So since two thousand, they have had the exact same GM for the last nineteen years. The Carolina Panthers have had three different GMs since 2000, and the one we have now is in his second stint of being a GM. That's stability. Stop it. That's not stability. Stop it. No, 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 no. Pittsburgh, now, now, here's where it's going to get really tricky. Pittsburgh has had two offensive coordinators since 2008. Wow. Two offensive coordinators. Panthers, on the other hand. The Panthers have had three since no 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 I'm sorry the Panthers have had four since 2008 but they've had three since Ron Rivera has been the head coach okay and now, now one more stat a long time ago now one more stat one more stat we got here in 1995 right since 1995 the Panthers have had nine offensive coordinators God and since I mean since 1995 so yeah nine offensive coordinators since 1988. And I couldn't go back further because the history wouldn't allow me to. The Steelers have only had 10. Wow. Have only had 10 offensive coins. So wow. No, 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 no. And, and, I, and I I get it. You, you can throw all that out there as conjecture. Let me give you guys one more stat when it comes to stability. What's that? Since 1995, the Panthers have had four head coaches. Four head coaches. The Steelers have had three head coaches since 1962. <laughs> wow. wow. 1962. They wow. have had three. So when you have that type of stability, you should be in the conference championship game every <sighs> year, true. in That's my opinion. True. I've always felt like that. It's not true. I've always felt like that. And once upon a time, the Browns had Belichick. So. Well, but look at now. Look now. And then I, I haven't looked at the stats. But look at the stability that you have in the New England Patriots organization. And they are expected to, to go be every in the year. AFC right, right, championship right. game right. every single Because year. the AFC is the Eastern Conference of the NFL. I don't know no, about that. No, I don't know about that. No, no, I don't know about that. No. No. AFC is the Eastern Conference. I will say the NFC South is a harder division winning in the AFC North. We beat each other up yeah, every, I'll agree uh, throughout that. the year. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> yes. So you got the Steelers and who else? Baltimore. You worried about the Baltimore. Bengals? The Bengals was a playoff, a consistent playoff team for about seven, eight years. They never won a single playoff game ever. Hey, hey, but but <laughs> they got to the playoffs. I wish, I wish America gave every black man the privilege Marvin Lewis had. I wish I could fail that many times in my job and still come back the next day. But that we off subject. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. anyway, yeah. Now, 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 I don't, I don't know if you gave us your thoughts. Like we, I think we all want Ron Rivera out. No, not necessarily. Not really. I want him out. Not really. But I wouldn't want Tomlin as his replacement. Oh, gosh. I'd be fine. Look, if it came down to Ron Rivera being out, I would love Tomlin as a replacement. Thank you. But, however, 
I don't think it's fair to either one of them to be talking about this right now. We we we, we we're three and two after the day, man. Can we just ride this wave I of, of? I wouldn't fire Ron Rivera to hire Mike Tomlin. There's a difference. Right. Ron Rivera leaves because it's his time, which it may be. It'll have been nine seasons, and we're looking for a new coach. And by all means, bring Mike Tomlin in. Right. But saying, hey, you're not gonna cut it, and then firing Ron, and then bringing in someone who has never had to build a Super Bowl team. Oh. Never. 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 Oh. never. 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 When was Roethlisberger drafted? Uh, 2000. Before he got there. Yeah, so yeah. he said the exact same. Okay, right. So he said the same. Right. Okay. And he never had Jerry Richardson as owner. <laughs> can we can, can we say that? <laughs> can we say that? Panthers don't have instability is because of their relative success. Other teams look at our staff and steal yeah. people. And steal yeah, people. That is true. And it's hard for us you see what McDermott is doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. To me, I don't know. Is anyone going to Mike Tomlin's coaching tree? And trying to get the, I don't know, somebody have to. I mean, them, I mean, they have long time assistants there in Pittsburgh that don't leave Pittsburgh. That's just how it is. Big LeBeau. Yeah, true. Yeah, that speaks to the stability argument. You yeah. Know? But uh, hey, look. I'm hey, riding with Ron. At the man. end of the day, we got at least four, five, <laughs> six months before we get an answer to this question. So we're gonna take a break, and uh, we'll be right back to talk about our lovable get runners. Ron out okay. Of here. <laughs> I really know. I really- And we're back. So we're going to move on over to our uh, lovable losers that Roddy likes to talk about, the Charlotte Hornets. So early in the week, um, the Hornets had their media day as we prepare uh, for the upcoming season. And actually, as we're recording this, we're about 30 minutes away from them taking on uh, the Boston Celtics in their first preseason game of the year. So we'll see how that goes. But, uh, yo, fellas. For the uh, media day, did you guys check it out? Um, if not, what are your guys' thoughts in the aftermath for some of the articles and the hot takes we've been seeing? One thing that stands out to me, uh, I didn't get to look at too much of it. I like Terry Rogers' confidence. I agree. I, yeah, I, most I, definitely. I, I think that he's a dog, and which is what we need. We've been missing a dog for the longest, and if he could rub off some of Miles and Bacon, I would love it. That, that 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 is one thing. I don't I don't think he's gonna have to rub off on bacon too much. I really don't. I you think, think bacon's a dog. I think you bacon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, I do. and I, I've I seen do. an increased confidence in bacon this year. Um, I think with those guys getting extra playing time, yeah. I think that gave that gave that it gave him validation. Like yeah. if you've watched bacon throughout his high school and his college career, if you go look at some of his YouTube videos, he has always been confident. But by playing towards the end of the year last year, I think it validated them that them boys can actually play. Right. And I watched his interview during media day. Mm-hmm. You can see it. Like, ba- ready. Bacon ready. is ready. Bacon is ready. All right. So, two things stood out. Two players in particular stood out to me for Hornets media day. Malik Monk, <laughs> Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Let's talk about Malik Monk first. All right. <clears throat> I want to start a GoFundMe to hire a PR person for Malik Monk. <laughs> Man, look. I, it, one thing, one thing, one, one thing, one worry when I think about Malik Monk and his friends that stand out to me, accountability. Thank you. I couldn't have said it better. Um, he talked about how he put on pounds in the offseason and, you know, that's what he was working on. And he kind of threw a little shade at JB, alluding that he needs more playing time, which has been the, the age-old argument amongst Hornets fans and MLS. media. and Right. You know you get what I'm saying? As far as Malik Monk's playing time. I don't want to spend too much time on this. I'm just going to say one thing, man. 
it, it it's interesting to me how Dwayne Bacon, Devontae Graham, and Miles Bridges all got better throughout one season. Malik Monk has not gotten better yet. Hornets management can't put a gun in his head to tell him to get better. Nope. I'm going to leave it at that because I really don't want to go on this tangent about Malik Monk and his development and all this stuff. Mitch Kupchak, he said all the right thing in regards to the Hornets' direction as far as player development is concerned. Mm-hmm. Malik Monk, you, to me, you got enough opportunity last year. You're going, going, you're going to get even more of an opportunity this year. Show us what you got. Put a, question, let's it, put up a shut up, man. Let's your question. Is Steve Clifford vindicate, vindicated? From yes. 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 So statistically, Malik Monk actually improved. You know my saying. You know my saying. Last year to this year. So please explain to the fans that we use that as an argument to show that. Let me take this one. Explain to them why context. Matters. I, I just y'all know what I like to say. Stats don't lie, but they also don't tell the entire story. Mm. His stats improve because his minutes improve, but that does not mean he got more efficient, and uh, and that also doesn't mean he played any better defense. No. Not. So your defense doesn't obviously score up in the, in the in the stat sheet, but your efficiency does, and that did not improve. I'm gonna say it again. It is put up or shut up. Now, I don't believe it's like, hey, man, if you don't get it right this year, we'll trade you. I don't necessarily think that way. We don't know. We don't know what the brass is thinking. But it's definitely a, a season where it's like it's time to stop talking and using and trying to use the media to relay your message to JB. It's, it's, it's time to stop yeah, all that yeah, foolishness, yeah. man. In, right? in the words of Vince, his, he started to go downhill when he called out the start of the game versus yeah, the Chicago yeah, Bulls. Yeah, I agree, I agree. Talk too much, man. Yeah. But uh, – Piggybacking on what Jamal said, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, man, he just sounds like not happy. He's, he's not defeated. happy. He's defeated. He's man. not happy. Um, if he didn't have that thirteen million dollar option, it was like five million. He'd have been going. I think. Well, I think he's going this season. Well, I saw somewhere on Twitter that the only reason why he picked up his option was because I guess he just had a kid, yeah, and he just wanted to Security. be somewhere for for one year. Here's the thing about and speaking to what I was going to say in relation to 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 the media day. They asked uh, Rick Bennell asked him about his what he what has he been uh, told about his role. He said no comment. Yeah. Mm. Now I don't know whether to make that a big deal or not for one reason because I don't know if any single player outside of Terry Rozier or Cody Zeller has a defined role on his team. Yeah. So I don't know whether to really make that a big deal or not. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, but in regards to MKG. He he's the one of the longest tenured. He's might be the longest tenured Hornet so, at this yeah. point. Um, let let me say this, man. Going back to how how he's coming across as to the fans, or whatever. I have been saying for the last three seasons. I do not believe he has been healthy or happy. The last exit interview for the Hornets of uh, this past season, so a reporter asked him, "What is important to you going into the next season?" You know what his answer was? Happiness. Players usually don't answer questions like that. You get what I'm saying? So, I, I people will will people will crap on MKG to the cows come home. And I have been trying to tell people, I'm telling you, he's not as bad as y'all think he is. This dude has not been happy or healthy for a very long time. And I think he lost something. And I think the only way he's gonna get that back is probably gonna go to another team, man. Let me ask you a question. In in today's NBA, a wing who cannot shoot cannot create his own. Is spotty playing defense? 
Is there a place for him after after this? I think I think there still is a place, but I think it's a matter of putting the right players around him. And gotcha. Go, go ahead, Jamal. I I didn't mean to cut you off. It goes back to this happiness thing again, man. I maybe I believe in the dude more than other people do. I, it, that's very possible. Maybe because I like the guy or something. But let me let me say this. I have been watching this dude since Mike Dunlap coached this team. Mm. Yes. It is no coincidence that this dude played you throw, throw out all the stats and in the in the eye tests and all this stuff. It's no coincidence this dude played with so much more energy under different coaches. That's not a coincidence to me, man. When you're not happy, you're not gonna yeah, play yeah, up yeah, to yeah. your standard. I I think he's a little better than what people make him I'll out agree. to be. Yeah, yeah, you get yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? I, I just don't think he's as terrible as people want to make him out to, to be. To yeah. answer your question directly, I'll give. Um, I said that you need to put him around uh, mm-hmm. a team where he won't be relied upon to score. And two players that I will give you, I'll give you Tony Allen when he was in Memphis, right. and I'll give you Sean Livingston when he was in Golden State. Right. They were they were both allowed to be defensive right. stoppers. So if he can, and we we've never had two go to players. We, we've had Kimba and everybody Kimba, else. You know, Lamb may have been that guy this year, but you know, obviously we won't get a chance to see that. So I think with this year. I really don't know because getting back to these exit interviews or to these media day interviews, um, JB actually stuck out to me because if you go listen to it, he sounds like he has a firm plan. He, he He's very remorseful mm-hmm. in his approach that he took last year because he tried to make them San Antonio 2.0 right, and yeah. the team, and uh, they didn't have the right parts or whatnot. He is saying all the right things, but with with JB right now, I'm at the point where I'm like, you got to show me. I don't believe gotcha. anything you say because at the last part of last season, you were saying you were going to switch some things up, and, and if it works, you're going to go with it. Well, he waited too long to do that last year. And I don't even think he did it because even with the the the, the youngins playing so good, Nick and Marv still got heavy minutes. They still got heavy men, so I can understand Marv, but Nick is, is is unforgivable. Yeah, so I I with JB, it's really gonna be like I gotta wait and see. Yeah, another thing that stuck out to me was uh, Nick Batum said he has to score more. Um, I want to throw up right yeah, now. Yeah, uh, guys, if I throw up right now, three, I apologize said for this it, man. Three years ago. Hey, what, <laughs> <laughs> now look, let me let me let me throw a question out there. I saw this in our Hornets group today. Um, I don't think no one expects Terry Rozier to do what Kimba did and put up 24, 25, 26 points a night. Given his contract. Just don't ask him about it. Yeah, exactly, right? Given his contract, what does he have to do to justify the contract for you? This is is not going to be a popular answer. There's one thing Terry Rozier has to do to justify the contract. Be more efficient. Um. The big thing, the big stick for Terry Rozier and the, and the big knock on him coming into this team was his shooting percentage. That has to come up. Yeah. You can't get you can't give a nineteen million dollar dude who's shooting thirty nine percent, man. It can't happen. Now, I'm personally, for whatever reason, I'm not overly worried about it because Kemba Walker's shooting percentage was pretty low. You know, when he when he when it, just to the start of his career, Terry Rozier. I, I keep saying this, man. I think he has a really big chip on his shoulder, and I think he will improve upon that. So if I had to just make if I had to just kind of give you maybe two things, I'd say be a leader and be more efficient, and that's it. Leadership skills, 
Uh, I want him to be around between 17 and 19 points a game. Okay. Uh, shooting around 42, 43%. And just, you don't, if, if when I look at him, I want to be able to see, okay, this was him in January. This is him in April. He's so much better. Right. He has better command of the team, yep. better, better presence on the floor. That's all I want to see. I, I just I just want to see him get better, be a good teammate, and make his teammates better. Make his bravado rub off on everybody else. That's all you have to do. I'm like and for, compete. For, the, for, for this year, I don't care if we win twenty games, sixteen games, or forty five. I just want to see the young guys get better and yeah. I want to see him take the lead. Okay, speaking of taking the lead, um, our all-time leader in points and assists and shots made and shots taken and minutes played and all of that stuff in Hornets history, um, his number was given to J. Cole in a recent visit to one of the Hornets' practices. Dude. How much... Disrespect is this coming from the Hornets organization ahead, to man. give J. Cole a number 15 first. Hornets jersey? J. Cole in high school is number 15. That was his high school number. I don't see a big deal. Honestly, for me, I don't see a big deal. Kimba's gone. It's time to move on. In 10, 15, 20 years, his number will be retired. It better be. Nobody else will ever win a number. Some people believe that if you haven't won anything, you shouldn't have to retire. <laughs> I'm not going to go there today. But um, I don't see this as a, a, that big of a deal. Okay. It, it's, 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 it's a popularity thing. J. Cole's hot right now. And for the, the, to show his support for the team, that, that's big. It's overblown. Okay. Ronnie, you, you made a great point. I sort, Seriously, those are great points you made. What's my favorite saying, y'all? Optics, optics mean everything. Optics matter. What a horrible look right now. Are these the same people that run the horn and social media that made this decision, man? I, <laughs> maybe it's not a big deal. Maybe Kim Walker will see this picture and not care one bit. But you know who is going to care? These fans who are already mad at every little thing the Hornets do. Every little stinking thing the Hornets do, and the fans are going to criticize. Somebody's going to look at it and be like, why they give him Kim Walker? See, you know what? They suck. Michael Jordan sucks. Why did Michael Jordan decide to give J. Cole number 15? That's exactly what's going to happen. It's C-H-C-L-T, yeah. not C-H-A. <laughs> <laughs> That's my point. Now, maybe it ain't a big deal, but sometimes stuff looks like a big deal. All right, well, look, speaking of things being hot right now, let's go open up a few windows, get some air coming in and all that good stuff, and uh, we'll be right back, y'all, all right? <laughs> All right, y'all, we're back. We're back. So we're going to switch it up. We're going to go into uh, our little culture segment right now. And um, Rodney was listening to the radio one day, and uh, a topic My came man, KB. up that he wanted, that he wanted to bring uh, to under construction. So I'm going to ask a question, and then, Jamal, I'm going to let you go, okay? All right. So Charlotte doesn't have an MLB baseball team. Not right? yet. The closest team that we have are the Atlanta Braves. Right. Considering our – quote-unquote, hate for the Atlanta Falcons as a Panthers fan base. Right. Atlanta Hawks, too. And supposedly the Atlanta Hawks. Is it okay for Charlotteans to be fans of the Atlanta Braves? Yes. Because. Who else are we going to root for in it? 
Because here's the thing. Washington Nationals. Like, stop it. You know good and damn well. Now stop it. The Washington Nationals been around for what, 10 years or whatever? <laughs> they, were, they were there before. Man, they, yeah, man. Uh, here's the thing, man. To be more specific, growing up in the Charlotte area in the late 80s, early 90s, there were two uh, cable stations that showed MLB teams. One of them was WGN. We used to get the Chicago Network. You saw mostly Cubs games, you saw a little bit of White Sox games. So you saw there was one team that you saw all the time, but the team you saw the most was on TBS. The the um God, what were we talking about? The the, the Braves. I was about to say the Hawks. <laughs> the, the Braves were on TV every single night. So if you're if you live in Charlotte and you're into baseball, that's who you got. There wasn't a bunch of national games going on on cable back in the '90s and the late '80s. So that's what you got. What you got Just by default. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw something out there. Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana. All those teams. What, what all do they all have in common? They don't have a baseball team. Yep. Yeah. Hey, and, 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 and guess who allowed them to monopolize? Who's that? The MLB with the Atlanta Braves. I'm sick of it. <laughs> okay. The South needs another team. I, I, just, so, just plain and simple. So you have a problem with people from Charlotte rooting for an Atlanta team? Who else we gonna root for, man? Don't I mean, watch. even though I root for somebody else, but don't watch baseball. Let me ask you guys a question. <laughs> wow. Let me ask you guys a question. Fan. No, <laughs> no. No matter whatever sport it is, we're gonna we'll keep it pro. No matter what sport it is, let's say the city and the state that you live in does not have a pro team, right? What's your rule? For finding a team to root for, find your favorite player that you like and root for the team. <laughs> but no, you can't do that. It's because, regional. It's no, because if you do that, then you can't get mad at all of the the Cleveland, Miami, Cleveland, Los Angeles my, fans. Listen, my answer might surprise you, coming from me. If you don't, if you live in the city, you have no no pro, pro teams in your in your area. Go where your heart tells you to go. That's my answer. Coming from coming from me of all people. So how did your heart get you into Oakland? I'm gonna tell you what. I'm pretty jerseys. I'm, <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you asked, Vince. So on this faithful day back in 1989, my family and I just moved to Charlotte. We were literally unpacking boxes, and the World Series was on. It was the Oakland A's and the, and the, and the um, no no no. It was Oakland A's and the uh, San Francisco Giants. It's called the Quake Series. And I really like these two players called the Bass Brothers, Jose Canseco, Mark McGuire. They just look pretty cool to me. I was like, you know, eh, I'll go for this green and yellow team. I like their uniforms too. I was nine, eight years old, and it just stuck, man. That's how it happened. That's how it happened. That's okay. it, man. Now, one, I don't have a problem with people from Charlotte being fans of the Atlanta Braves because I don't feel like my hate for the Falcons as a Panthers fan should bleed over into another sport. I that that kind of doesn't that that's doesn't I, and I've seen that narrative on social media and like that to me that, that that's not the smartest of narratives and that's probably yeah. as nice as I can say that. But the reason why I ask you guys that question is because I've always believed if you don't have a team, if your city or your state doesn't have a team, I always feel like you should root for the team geographically closest, closest to where you are. Yeah, you know, not not three thousand miles away because like, you know your, your uncle, your daddy born in Connecticut lives in Charlotte, you know, but he's an Oakland A's fan. I mean, you know, because <laughs> always weirdness. So I, I think it's, State fan, I just I think it's yeah, exactly like Connecticut Huskies, full state Seminoles. Like, let me tell you, we tell you, they have a comment though. At the time when he was young, they were all winning. 
He's a bandwagon. Oh, you stop that. Don't you ever call me. You stop. You stop that. I was watching the real series. They happen to be winning. I'm sorry. How old was I, guys? I'm sorry. Wait, wait. No. Legit question. Legit question. Who won that real series? Oakland. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Y'all got jokes. Yeah, my eight-year-old self was bandwagon, so you're right. All right, so check it out. I'm got, sorry, when's the last time Oakland won anything, guys? I don't know. I watched yeah, baseball. Yeah, thanks. I yeah, all right. I watched baseball. Since, <laughs> since then. That's, that's the answer right there. What, they lost the uh, playoff game. Oh, so so you need a DVD player like Dallas Cowboy fans, huh? Hey, something's right here on the <laughs> box right here. Can you catch that? All right, so last topic before we get out of here, okay? On the more serious note, the state of California continues to be the leader in progressive, progressive, social yeah. justice. Socialist. <laughs> I love um, that. I so love that early word. in the week, they they passed a law basically allowing college athletes to earn money off of their name, which was starting in 2023. Obviously, boomers and conservatives are pissed the hell off right now, but that's what they do. So, um, Rod, how, how do you feel about this? I'm happy. It's It's been a – shout out to Ed O'Bannon, too. Um, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. But it, but I, I'm I'm very – I want my NCAA football college game. Man, <laughs> me too, man. Awesome. Look, me too. They, they keep the basketball, but the football was awesome. <laughs> but – I, I'm ecstatic about this, and seeing that uh, other states are proposing this legislation is, is awesome. Uh, there's also a, a federal legislation on the table that, that's being presented uh, to make it nationally national uh, so that these, these players can get paid. It's, it's, it's un-American for these players to make money for the NCAA and not benefit off their name. I, I think back to uh, the Ohio State incident with uh, the quarterback at the time. Braxton Miller. Braxton Miller. Yeah. Where they got Trying tattoos to... and change. I'm like, he can't profit off his likeness? I'm like, he's not taking any. Yeah. It's it's just the NCAA, they're, they're Backwards. crooks. Backwards. Yeah, what Backwards you got, crook. Jamal? All right. So, a while ago when Tim Tebow was at Florida, um, what guy, what's my man's name? Uh, there was a. What's my man's name? ESPN personality. That I can't think of his name right now. He literally went on a, a, the NCAA's website, and he went to the shop tab. There's like this thing where you can shop for jerseys. Mm-hmm. He typed in the name Tebow. Popped up. And the number two jersey popped up. How much money did Tim Tebow get from that sale if somebody bought that jersey? Mm-hmm. It, he wouldn't take any. He wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, you with, with with where your argument is going, you kind of use the wrong player because Tim, you the wrong Tim Tebow is completely you, against that. You side. get that's you up, get the point. That's up to Tebow. That's up, up to him. But y'all get the point. Yeah, Re- regardless of who the player or the person is, you get the point. Let's not act brand new, okay? But there is a complexity to this new law, and, and it's not all. Great. Now, don't get me wrong. Most it's it's mostly good, and and the players who are who are gonna really need to benefit from it are, but it's a lot more complex than people think it is. Because what's gonna happen with the superstar lacrosse dude, <laughs> who's 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 producing more than anybody else? Is he really gonna be, benefit from this? Are women college athletes really gonna benefit from this? We all know exactly who's gonna benefit from this. There's gonna be star football players, star basketball players, maybe. Because that's not to say that the NCAA won't think of some way, somehow, you get what I'm saying, to not market 
these players. They don't want to give any money to these players. I don't give a damn what this law says. You think the NCAA is going to like just willfully just start promoting these players to start getting paid? Don't hold your breath what's, what's, on that, what's man. Gonna what's basically going to happen is these schools are going to have to make choices on who they're going to promote. It's, 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 to me, to me, it's, it's, it's going to it's going to affect more so football than basketball because basketball the one and done thing. The one and done thing is yeah. prevalent, right? So, I, like, I agree with it, that. It, not unless you're at Zion, you're not going to get like those ads and right. stuff like that. Right, 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 right. But but the football fallout is going to be interesting. Yeah. Well, and let me give you a counterpoint uh, or a counter argument. I don't think this will benefit only the superstar basketball and football players because if you remember that kicker from UCL yeah. who yeah. had his YouTube channel, like, granted, it took him four or five years to build his following to the true. point to where he can get the money, but he still was able to get to the point to where he can start getting paid. And we don't watch lacrosse. We don't watch teams. But somebody does. But there is a following out there. So if the lacrosse player or whatnot starts starts making a YouTube channel, to me, honest with you, it it doesn't take that much to get 1,000 subscribers. Um, Well, apparently it does. uh, Well, for us, it does. (laughs) Nobody's like. Like, share, subscribe. (laughs) If you're a college athlete, you can get a thousand. You can get a thousand right. subscribers, and then I, I think, I think it would be easy for any athlete to start making money. And then it's here. The thing is, it's not even the fact that they're gonna make X amount of dollars. It's the fact that they're allowed, allowed to, to yeah, if yeah, they yeah, want yeah, to yeah, do yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, I watch women's basketball, and I think there will be a lot of women's uh, basketball players yeah. who will benefit from. Those. Well, I think they have a lot more solidarity, a lot more solidarity uh, in their perspective field too. So now I will say this: I will say that I, even though all of the athletes are going to benefit from it, I do feel kind of bad for the basketball and football players because let's be real, it's those guys that, that who's at the center of this conversation. Right. Screw it's, over the most. Yeah, right. exactly. It's those guys who are bringing in the money to all those schools. Um, there's a lot of schools out there right now that if they didn't have a football team, they're not operating. Yeah. They're not operating right now. So they they did the suffering, but everyone's going to benefit <laughs> off, of, off of their suffering. Sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> you guys got anything else on this? Um, just bring NCAA football video game back, man. We good, man. I don't care who get paid off it, man. I just want I just want NCAA football to come back. All right. I miss it, man. I miss all right. it, man. On that note, we're gonna move into our shout outs. All right. So Rodney, I'm gonna start with you. Let me shout out to the baby. Uh Kirk is the number one album. Oh, yeah. We did miss you last week. Yeah. <laughs> it's the number one album. Uh, Congratulations, sir. It's an all right album. I'm, I'm not bumping everything, but it's okay. Cool. It all sounds the same. Uh, I got a shout, a shot at uh, Sports Illustrated. Uh, they recently uh, announced a whole bunch of layoffs. Uh, I think they were bought by an investor, and you know how those changes go. Uh my thoughts and prayers are to all the people that were laid off and long-time employees and everything. Uh, and also Joshua Brown. Uh, my condolences to your family. Yeah, man. Uh, Jamal will dive deeper into it. Yeah. This whole case with uh, the, the Botham case is disturbing. And it, and it leads me to my shot at. I don't want to be too long-winded about this, man. I'll just say this. I'll, I'll keep it as flat as I possibly can without going on a tangent. Forgiveness is a very complex word to a lot of people. 
I'm gonna say this on my on my behalf and hopefully on my friend's behalf. Ain't that much damn forgiveness in the world. Um at the very least, if you are a judge presiding over a case, and I mean at the very least, there's supposed to be a certain level of professionalism. We're not even gonna get into race. We're not even gonna get into uh, the, the judge-police relationship. I'm not even gonna get into that because we don't have time for that today. At the very least, that family whose whose family member got murdered, they at the very least deserve professionalism from the judge and the bailiff. My shot at goes to just the Dallas legal system, man. I I, I don't even have enough words to describe how pissed off I am at this whole thing, man. Just thoughts and prayers go out to the family. On a lot less, and I and I don't even want to end it on that note because I got another shout out. I have a pleasant shout out. My shout out goes to Giannis and Tenacumpo. Here's why: ESPN and major media outlets are at it again. They are already putting Giannis and Tenacumpo on the Warriors and the damn Los Angeles Lakers already, in the Knicks already. Giannis and Tenacumpo came out and said, "Y'all need to chill. It is not fair to my organization for y'all to keep bringing this up." I, we, that doesn't mean he won't do any of this thing. That won't. That doesn't mean he won't go to any of these teams at the end of the day. But at least this dude is being professional about yeah. it and shooting this stuff down in the middle. Not in the middle, but at the start of the NBA season, man. So shout out goes to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for my shout out, I just want to shout out everybody in general. You guys know that I'm real big on social media, but I don't like the whole. Hey, here's a gym selfie. Hey, here's a bathroom. <laughs> hey, look what I look what I ate today. Like I feel like social media is too powerful of a tool. Man, traffic is so bad for you to be posting all that type of stuff. So, um, in in regards to uh, recent events, for all of you that are out there um, showing, you know, sharing stuff of the uh, inequities of the justice system, you know, stuff like that. You know, I just want to say. I salute you. Yeah. Um, for those of you that are talking about those 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 hard topics that people don't like talking about, you know, I just want to say that I salute you because that's the stuff that we need to be talking about. Uh, this country is probably in the worst shape that it's been in since before our lifetimes, and we we've seen time and time again that we cannot depend on our justice system, we cannot depend on our politicians or those who are in charge to to do whatever it is you're supposed to do. Right. So for those of you that are out there using your social media to speak up and speak out, I just want to say that I salute you. No doubt. Before we go, shout out to our followers. Please like, share, subscribe. <laughs> uh, we love y'all. And let's close it out. All right. So, but before I close it out, because I do this in the past, um, Kaiser, you got a shout out this week? Want to shout out? All the people that injured themselves falling off the Kyle Allen bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> the training staff who have shown themselves to be more than capable will tend to your wounds. <laughs> and on that note, we'll see you guys next week, all right? We Ruffle appreciate it. <laughs>